There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What do you do when your partner cheats on you and then asks if they can still stay friends with the person they cheated with? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my friend passed away a year ago, and I was helping out with his teenage son. His wife told a common friend that she has feelings for me. I'm married. Should I cut all ties and stop helping? A friend and colleague passed away last year, leaving behind two kids, 14 and 12. Before he passed away, he asked me to keep an eye on the kids because he doesn't trust his family. I'm also the will executor. The boy was having difficulties with his mom, let's call her Mary, and was going off the rails. He started hanging out with the wrong crowd and smoking weed. I stepped in and he was really responsive. I helped by getting him to play football with my son, the same age, and including him in our family activities. He's turned things around and schoolwork is back in order. I also go back to their place often to help with their homework. A common friend of us told me yesterday that Mary confided in his wife and told her I was an amazing dad and that she has feelings for me. She also said she was afraid to say anything in case I decided to withdraw and her kid will miss out. I'm married and I love my wife. I spoke with my wife and she wants me to cut all contacts. She also refused my offer to stop going to their place and only helping in our house. My friend is also upset that I broke the bro code and got him in trouble by revealing what his wife told him in private. I'm conflicted. I don't want to put stress on my relationship, but I also feel sorry for the kid and want to keep my promise to his dad. I have no feelings for Mary and she's never made me feel uncomfortable or done anything inappropriate. Should I listen to my wife? Is her demand unreasonable? I think it might be worth having an in-depth conversation. I mean, you really have to see it from where she's seeing it, which seems like you're spending a lot of time over there. Maybe too much interest in just their family in general that, like, it seems suspicious? It might not even be cheating necessarily, more than she feels like you're prioritizing them too much over what you currently have with your family. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my fiancé is using all his vacation time with others this year. Advice needed. My fiancé, 34-year-old male, and I, 35-year-old female, are getting married in June this year. We've been together a little over three years. He has 15 vacation days to use for the year, with one week needing to be used during Christmas, because his office closes and he won't be paid if he doesn't save one week for that. He chose to have a long vacation-style bachelor party that will use up about three days, as well as use two days for some dental work stuff. I had no issues with any of this until yesterday when his parents texted him that they want him to take a week vacation with them and his sister during April and that he should get his passport renewed. Now I will say my son, 13 year old male, and I were also invited but they know that one, I work for the school system and two, I would never take my son out of school for an entire week for a vacation. Being that I work for the school system, spring break is in March and I told them at Christmas that if they wanted to plan something longer than a weekend that that would be the best time for us. They're both retired, and my fiancé's sister has a very versatile remote job. So I honestly feel they didn't mean to purposely exclude us, but that they just didn't consider it. Now, because my fiancé feels obligated to fulfill his family's wish after our wedding, there will be no vacation time left to do anything after it. 
I'd been hoping we could have gone on a short three or four day cruise, but now my hopes are shattered. So now I have to pretend like I'm happy for him to get to spend time with his friends and family while I basically have a year with zero vacation time with him and it hurts. I know it's not his fault or anyone's really and I know there's nothing that can solve it. Any advice on how to handle the emotional turmoil would be greatly appreciated. I would love to get to a point where I can just accept it and be genuinely happy for him. I also have been diagnosed with codependency and PTSD if that helps with the advice giving. To me it feels the problem is they're picking their parents and their family over their current partner. Like it shouldn't be a weird thing to say no I don't want to go actually because we want to use this time for a honeymoon which seems like a very reasonable usage of time right? Would the parents be upset about it? I would certainly hope not. Our next story is daughter going traditional. Daughter, who's 18, seems obsessed with the idea of a family of her own, marriage, and children. Admittedly, I, female 50, have not set a good example. With me and her dad fighting and other family fights may have caused it. We were never married, but now she's entirely sure she will never have children outside of marriage and that she will marry young. She wants children and a husband before 25 and has already been saving for a house of her own, etc. She began attending a new orthodox church a year ago and has since become more and more religious. She's met a boy at church who's from a wealthy Canadian family and he's nice but also incredibly religious but a man of few words. He is three years older than her and if I'm honest I'm not keen on him. Her plan is she'll get a degree in midwifery and once she's married she'll stay at home, which I think is unfeasible with the cost of living crisis, etc. If I'm honest, I don't think she'll even end up in university. She's done barely any work for her upcoming exams. I should add, none of her siblings are the same. In fact, two have children outside of marriage and none of us are religious, only baptized as babies. So it's bizarre where this has all come from and it seems backwards. What can I do to help her with this situation? she will not see the dangers. I should also add that she's slowly cutting off contact with my side of the family. Her dad's side are distant as it is as they're scattered worldwide, but we're mostly in the same country. I'm moving away in a year or two to live with one of my older children, and I think she may cut off contact with me entirely then. I mean, I think it's totally fair to say your piece, give your opinion, but ultimately, if this is a decision she wants to make, she, as an adult that can make their own decisions, kind of can make their own decisions. I mean, could there be better reasons to finish uni besides because her husband could leave her? Yeah, I would think so, but ultimately it is her decision, right? Don't enable bad behavior, but you should still be there for your kid. Our next story is, my friends dumped me but now want me back like nothing happened. I, 30s year old female, had a group of friends, 30s male, 30s male, 30s female, that I hung out with and saw nearly every other day in a major metropolitan city. We got along great and I thought they were my best friends. One of them I'd known for the past 10 years and lived with for one year and we've had virtually no issues. We traveled for a vacation this summer together with a few other people. The day before we left, I had to go to the emergency room for major abdominal pain. It turned out to be something non-emergency related, so I got antibiotics and plan to still go on the trip. Separately, I suffer from PMDD, shout out r slash PMDD a very severe and debilitating mental illness. For the most part, I used to be able to have my mental illness in check, but I think the antibiotics somehow counteracted with my meds and stopped working. I started feeling horrible mentally on the trip. Depressed, hopeless, could cry at any second. At this time, I feel like my friends on the trip just weren't really talking to me. The three of them would always be in a group together whispering, but never tell me what they were. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. We're talking about, if I tried to enter their conversations, they wouldn't really pay attention to me or would even just leave. This, combined with my mentally ill brain, made me think the worst. They're mad at me, they hate me, something is wrong, they don't like me anymore. On the last night of the trip, I couldn't help myself but was feeling terrible so I blew up at them and said how they made me feel ignored. They immediately denied it, said they had no idea what I'm talking about, it's a two-way street, etc. I got frustrated and went to take a shower to try to calm down. Then, two of them came into the room to try to talk to me again, but they immediately ganged up on me. They said things like, the three of us are best friends, this is how we are and how we've always acted, you need to get used to it. You are really quiet so we don't feel like we have to talk to you. You want me to include you every time we hang out? Ugh, no way. They threatened to not be friends with me anymore, screamed at me while I sobbed and just repeated, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. One guy even said, yeah, I actually was ignoring you at one point, but you were being annoying about a particular subject, so I blew you off. I also found this dynamic to be really unfair because it was two against one, I was still in just a towel from my shower and was in a foreign country and couldn't go home. It felt just very vulnerable and awful. After a few of these insults, they finally said, Well, we're all extroverts and we talk a lot, so maybe we'll just quiet down so you can talk sometimes. There, do you feel better now? I've never been called quiet in my life before and don't feel that way with other friend groups. None of this logic made sense to me, so I told them I didn't feel better. This made them frustrated and angry. They started yelling even harder about how I'm not even trying to feel better, and they actually flat out refused to include me when they hang out. This honestly shattered my entire world. I thought the four of us were best friends. We hung out multiple times a week, 
always texted and chatted, etc., went to the all four gym together, etc. It didn't occur to me that they just considered themselves to be best friends and me to be outside of that. I had known one of the guys for almost 10 years and I couldn't believe that him and the girl were just screaming at me while I sobbed hysterically, said I'm sorry, I'm sorry over and over again. I really feel like they ambushed me, and the mean way the girl spoke to me in particular made me feel verbally abused. When we all got home, maybe a day or two later, I asked them all to meet up with me. I apologized and completely took the blame. I was really ashamed of being so emotional due to my mental illness, and really thought that since I had such a big reaction, that the situation was my fault, and that they were just being defensive since I was inconsolable. I told them about my mental illness, how depressed and awful it makes me feel, and I took responsibility for how I acted. They kind of reciprocated, but I felt they still thought I was crazy and kind of gave me a, sorry you felt that way, instead of a, hey sorry it seems like we actually really hurt your feelings. But they did say that they would try to make me feel more included. They also made me promise to respect the fact that they have their own relationships amongst each other. Honestly, I really wanted them to admit that they came down on me pretty hard for bringing up my feelings, but at that time I just wanted to keep the peace and was fine with that outcome. That same weekend, no one texted me to hang out. We always hung out every weekend, and I thought it was weird that the one time we have tension, they didn't reach out to me. So I looked at their locations and it showed that they were all out at the bars hanging out. Again, this hurt a ton, so I reached out to each friend individually, met up with them in person, and apologized again. Made sure that they were okay and had nothing left to say on their minds. Everything seemed to be fine again. The next week, two of the friends delete me off our location app and they're all suddenly on another trip together that I didn't know about. This again punched me to my core. I took the location app to be a sign that they're definitely planning on hanging out without me and that they want to hide it so I can't call them out. But I thought to myself, these are my friends. They would never do anything like this. There must be an explanation. I asked the guy who I've known for nearly 10 years if he had deleted me and he said he did delete me because he doesn't want any more drama. Again, punch to the gut. Me bringing up my feelings and talking about my mental illness being chalked up to drama was really hurtful. On top of this, since the initial trip, the three basically stopped texting me individually in our usually pretty active group chat, Instagrams, TikToks, etc. I felt the silence was really loud and started to think that this group is icing me out. Once I learned that two of them deleted me off the location app and all three were on a trip together, I decided that I would move back to my hometown. My mental illness had got even worse, my housing situation in the original city was shaky, I lost my job and went home to my parents. I also stopped trying to communicate with these friends. For my own sanity, I unfollowed them on Instagram, thinking they wouldn't notice since they stopped interacting with me on it. This all happened in the summer. It's been about 4 or 5 months since. Now, one of my friends have come to me and said, Why are you so mad? Why did you leave? Why did you unfollow? Etc. We talked on the phone for an hour and I basically recapped the above, saying that my feelings were really hurt. I didn't feel like their apology made up for their hurtful words and actions, and deleting me off the location app and going on a trip together one week after telling me they would include me just felt so wrong to me. He basically invalidated my entire experience again, said that deleting someone off of a location app like Find My Friends isn't a big deal, but me unfollowing them on Insta is, and they have no idea why I left or why I'm hurt. 
He also doesn't understand why I didn't make more of an effort to tell the two others who ambushed me that they hurt me. But I don't want to do that because they were so mean to me the first time I told them they hurt my feelings. I'm much more protective of myself, my mental state, and who I hang out with now. If I had another instance with that friend group where I had a mental health episode and they got mad at me for it, I would sh- Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Surely end up hurting myself or in a psych ward. I figured that I didn't want to be around these people for my own health. I tried to make it clear that deleting me and going on a trip together made me feel even more excluded and was kind of the final straw in me deciding to leave the city, but he was insistent that I was deleted so I don't hurt my own feelings when I see them hanging out without me. I.e., they did it with my feelings in mind, so it wasn't hurtful. I asked why they didn't just talk to me about deleting beforehand, but then he just got defensive again. We ended the call in an awkward silence, basically. I said I could be interested in rebuilding our friendship, but I've lost a lot of trust, and it's going to be hard. I feel like I've gone crazy. The situation hurts so much in the summer and still hurts a ton now, but they can't take any accountability. I try to separate myself from the situation for my own sanity, but now they're saying that I left for no reason and no one was icing me out and everyone was including me? I'm not perfect either. I told some mutual friends in confidence some nasty words that did get back to the three of them, and for that I apologized again. I said I was just really hurt by their actions, and didn't help that I was waist-deep in very severe mental health issues. After reflecting a lot over the past months, I figured that their version and my version of inclusion wasn't the same, so they were just going to keep hurting me even if they truly didn't intend to. We've talked about this issue many times now and never see eye to eye. It seems like they weren't supportive when I got out of the hospital. They weren't supportive when I told them about my mental illness. I figured that maybe we just weren't cut out to be friends, but now they're all coming back and saying they did nothing wrong and I left in a hurry for nothing? Are these friends worth reconciling with? I mean, I think it's pretty clear that these people are not worth reconciling with. They don't actually care about OP's feelings and OP going through some stuff where mentally they're not feeling well, mentally they feel attacked, disrespected. They turn around and say, listen, I don't want that drama and just try to dump OP. Why even entertain the idea of reconciling with these people? Our next story is, my female 24, sister 12 year old female, is going off the rails. I female 24 have 3 siblings, male 21, male 18 and female 12. We grew up in what I would call a pretty conventional middle class household. I recently found my little sister's Instagram while browsing and watched her stories. Whilst I already knew my parents were having a bit of trouble with her getting in trouble at school etc. The content of her stories really alarmed me. Her stories showed photos of her vaping. My parents are completely against this. Her with someone driving in a car filled with smoke. No idea whose car this is. Her with clothing and purses that are all stolen heart eyes emoji. Her with a shopping cart on a bus. Her in a mall with her head bleeding. Her riding on the back of someone's dirt bike on an open road with a well-known troubled boy in our neighborhood without any protection, her lighting a lighter in a public bathroom, 
A baby with what looks like a gun, probably fake but looks real. Fake guns are also illegal where we live. A girl projectile vomiting outside at night. Some other young kids being arrested by the police. Some older men doing burnouts on the street. I have no idea where, not in our neighborhood. Her and a friend in underwear and a mirror with an emoji covering themselves. Many photos of her with babies. Not sure whose babies they are, whilst there is nothing wrong with babies. I don't like the idea of her glorifying motherhood and becoming a teen mum because she knows others that are and thinks babies are cute. Photos with random guys, along with many other photos of her being a menace. Aside from that, she's also continually getting in trouble at school, is spoilt, ungrateful, and demanding. I am genuinely shocked at seeing some of these things and worried about her safety. I'm also worried about what her life path is going to look like if she's doing this stuff at only 12. I'm not sure whether I should show my parents these photos and bring it up in a serious conversation. My one concern is ruining any relationship I have with her because she will get in trouble and will find out it was because of me. She'll also likely block me on Instagram so I wouldn't be able to keep up with what she's doing anymore. In this case, it is good being able to see what she posts because it's clear my parents don't actually know what she's doing. I mean, I think it's worth reporting this. There's probably tricks to get around getting blocked. Like, some people say, oh, well, make a fake account. Block her on your main account so she can't block all of your other accounts as well. Needless to say, this kind of behavior from a 12-year-old should not go ignored. And OP fearing that their relationship with their 12-year-old sister is going to get blown up because of it, I don't think is a valid reason to ignore it. Our next story is, my 27-year-old male, partner, 24-year-old female, bought a puppy against my will right before we had our newborn. So my and my partner have been together for around 11 months ago and conceived our beautiful baby boy really early in our relationship. She had a medium-sized dog and a cat. I'm a dog person, but I'm allergic to cats, so I just avoid it and I do fine. I knew that they were part of the package since they were here before I was. She is a rather impulsive person. I'm not the greatest myself, but I at least can admit it and include her on any big decisions. There were many times during the pregnancy that she insisted that we get a kitten or a puppy, but I always said no. Let's see how things are when the baby's here. I knew that just having a newborn wouldn't be easy. Anyways, in November, when I was working in a remote location, she called me and said that there were these bad people that were going to be getting rid of this German Shepherd puppy on the side of the road, but they would trade the puppy for an Xbox and she said that she wanted to foster the dog for two weeks until she finds new owners. I told her I knew she would get attached, but she said she wouldn't. I also reinforced that it would be extremely difficult to take care of our baby along with a puppy. I told her that I can't control the decisions she makes, but I hope that she would make a smart decision. She got the dog. Now we have our newborn, born late December, and the puppy has become a nuisance. The puppy steals the baby's clothes, barks, urinates and poops literally everywhere and she does little to prevent it. It's also chewed up most of his pacifiers and bottle nipples. I only found out because I asked her where they all went and she said she didn't know. But shortly after I saw him chewing on a bottle nipple, she was covering for the puppy and only admitted to it once I caught him in the act. I get extremely irritated because she just lets them get away with everything and all I end up doing is disciplining and cleaning up after the puppy while working full time and doing most of the house tasks. When I get frustrated, she tells me that it's all in my head and that I shouldn't let it bother me because I'm allowing myself to get mad. I don't know what to do. I feel like this has become extremely disrespectful. She made a decision that I didn't agree with and now makes me feel bad for being frustrated and resentful about something I warned her about. 
Should I leave? She won't budge on the dog, and she says if I do that it'll be ruining our son's home life because of the dog. Do I just stay for my son? The thought of leaving my baby boy makes me sick to my stomach. Definitely do not abandon your kid, that's about the worst thing you could do in this situation. But it might be time honestly to lawyer up and just try to get a custody agreement in order if the housing situation and the day-to-day life just does not match up. But don't abandon your kid. Our next story is, girlfriend won't understand that I need to work for us to be able to live comfortably. Hi, so my girlfriend, 23-year-old female, and me, 28-year-old male, have been together two months shy of three years. We have two wonderful children together, and I adore them to pieces. Just recently, my girlfriend seems to want me to take time off work repetitively to help look after the children with her. I understand two under two is hard for her, and I completely empathize with how hard it can be. However, she's on a basic maternity pay with no bonuses, and I'm not on the best wage around. Doing the bare minimum hours I do at work just about sees us through in regards to rent, car expenses, etc. She seems to fail to understand that if I don't go to work, then all these luxuries we have will cease to be as we won't be able to afford them. For example, I came home today to being locked out by her putting the key in the door to stop me from unlocking it, and when she finally let me in about half an hour late, she explained that she's done it all day on her own anyway, so she might as well have done the rest of the day on her own, followed by her explaining loudly to the kids that their daddy doesn't care about them. Am I being unreasonable by refusing to leave work early or having days off? I'm getting to the end of my tether with this relationship, but I really want it to work for the children. I understand they would rather see their parents separated and happy, but I've got too much care for her despite how much I currently dislike her and wouldn't want her to be in a position where she would be unable to afford to live. I'm torn. Honestly, I think the partner's coming across as a bit unhinged, a bit loose here. I don't know what's going on here, but I don't think what she's saying or doing is very rational or well thought through. Maybe checking if family or friends could help pick up some of the slack might help, but OP's just doing as best they can. This next story is, my boyfriend, male 18, doesn't like me, female 18, meeting up with my female friends. My boyfriend and I are both pretty healthy as a couple, but he's always been the jealous type. I personally think it's fine when he's jealous of me talking to men, but he goes too far sometimes. I'm a straight woman, and I don't see other girls in a romantic or sexual way at all, but he still gets jealous and nervous if I go to their house to hang out. The last time I hung out with a friend was last July, and he said I had to be back by 8pm since it's weird to be alone with a girl after that time. It's been so long now, I made plans to go see my friend this weekend, but now I'm thinking over it since I don't want to ask for his permission anymore. What do I do? So, my question is, how does OP say they're pretty healthy as a couple? Because this is clearly not very healthy behavior. You either go and enjoy hanging out with your friends and you try to deal with the wreckage, or you let him control you and you have to ask his permission to go hang out with your friends. This next story is, my husband cheated on me and is now asking if he's able to remain friends with the person he cheated with. My female 42, husband male 44, and I have been together for just over 20 years and have small children, all under the age of 10. Just over three months ago, my husband confessed to having an affair with a close friend of his. It was someone he's known for many, many years, about the same length of time that he's known me. The affair lasted almost two years, but I imagine that perhaps there was emotional cheating going on beforehand for goodness knows how long. His plan initially was to leave our marriage. After confessing the details of the affair to me, he also shared everything with his parents and close friends, even his colleagues at work. 
He had made plans to leave, going as far as signing a lease for a place, furnishing it, and paying up front a year's worth of rent, money he was able to have access to by remortgaging our home. He was fully set on starting a new life. I urged him to stay and give our marriage a chance to be saved. I felt we owed our relationship of over two decades that chance. It took a lot of work convincing him, but he ended up deciding to stay. And in the end, it was his decision to stay. And since making this decision, he has said over and over that he is exactly where he wants to be with his family. Since making the decision to stay, he's cut off contact with his affair partner and he's been no contact since. This was about 12 weeks ago. There are a few red flags in that he hasn't deleted her number, neither has he stopped following her on various social media platforms, but most importantly, the communication with her has ended completely. The reason why I know this for sure is because of the radical honesty he demonstrates in marriage counseling. He talks openly and candidly about her in our sessions to the point where I find it triggering. But I understand that open communication is going to be essential when it comes to rebuilding our marriage. I have to emphasize again that although he needed to be convinced to stay, I can see he is committed to rebuilding our marriage. He wants it as much as I do. Something that he's brought up earlier on in our counseling sessions and brought up again very recently is his desire to have a friendship with his affair partner. He says because they were friends prior to cheating, he would like for them to still have a friendship. I've said I'm not comfortable with that. I said it the first time he made that suggestion, and he brought it up again just a few days ago. I'm worried how this might impact our marriage if he is permanently cut off from her, and I'm unsure on what to do. I think it should be an absolute deal breaker if he wants to have any form of contact with her ever again. This affair was going on for multiple years, him having a friendship is just that open avenue to go right back to it. He's basically saying, come on, I know I cheated on you with her for two years, but come on, let me talk to my ex. We were just friends. He's basically like scratching his neck, asking for like another hit. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.